and welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A.org. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Now this being our very first podcast, I have to admit that I am beyond thrilled to launch out and see where this broadcast goes. You know, whether you are in high school or in college, whether you might be a faithful member of your local church or a pastor, whether you are supporting the work of missions in China from the States, or maybe even are teaching English in China currently, the A Thousand Lives broadcast is for you. Hudson Taylor, past missionary to China, once said, if I had a thousand pounds, China should have it. If I had a thousand lives, China should have them. No, not China, but Christ. Can we do too much for him? Can we do enough for such a precious Savior? Now, of course, the obvious answer for anyone who knows the Savior is no, we could never do enough. So I would then ask, should we not then consider how we can do more for Christ in China, which is home to nearly one in five people on earth? So now with that in mind, to start us out in this first episode, I think it'd be fitting to tell a bit of a story from my own personal experience about the moment I realized that making Jesus famous in China was a worthy pursuit. After all, it might be easy to think that there's already a sufficient number of gospel witnesses in China. Many know about Hudson Taylor and other past missionaries to China. Didn't he and his missionary partners already accomplish the task of telling China the gospel? And aren't there already underground churches with underground Christians there in China? Surely they've told everyone in China about Christ, right? Well, hopefully one of my very first experiences in China might shed some light here and show just how much a typical Chinese person would know about Jesus. Now, before jumping into the story today, I'd like to briefly highlight the Chinese region of the week, which is Anhui Province. Anhui Province is home to over 60 million people, giving this province a population equal to the entire country of France. Now, the capital city is called Hefei, and some of the chief cities in Anhui would include Hefei, Uhu, Huainan, and Huaibei. These names might sound very strange to an American ear, and yet let me assure you that in each of these cities there are at least one million people each, people who need to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anhui Province is a province that is known for its mountains and agriculture. One of the four sacred mountains of Buddhism is located in Anhui Province. Uh, it is called Jiuhuashan, or the Nine Glories Mountain. And many of the shrines and temples located on this mountain are dedicated to a Buddhist figure known as, and I'm probably going to botch the pronunciation of this, Sith Gabra, that supposedly helps people in hell. That's right, this Buddhist uh, person, this, this Buddha, allegedly helps people who are in hell. The people in Anhui province need to know of Jesus. He is the only one that can truly save anyone from hell. 
We know that. That's the clear teaching of the Bible. Please pray for more laborers to be raised up and take the gospel to these people in Anhui province that so desperately need it. Well, now jumping into my story, I'd like for you to travel with me back in time to the year 2007. Now, I was a college student at the time who knew that he wanted to serve Jesus internationally with his life, but hadn't really yet landed on a specific country. I wasn't quite sure where I'd like to go. There was a group of uh, students from the school that I was at that were planning to take a short-term missions trip to China that December, and I was super excited to have an opportunity to visit Asia. Uh, you know, one thing that made the trip really exciting was being able to go to a university in China, you know, communist, atheist China, with permission to speak with the English major students there at the university about Christmas. Uh, and, you know, it might initially, uh, it may not initially strike you that there's very little Christmas influence in China, but when you stop and think about it with the little Christian influence uh, there in their culture, you know, other than seeing Christmas as a means of selling a few extra things in December, you know, most Chinese people would barely even know what Christmas is about. Um, now, on the university's end of things, uh, there during our trip, our American group coming in to speak about Christmas was really, in their minds, just a cultural experience for the students, to let them practice speaking English with us and learn a little bit about America. Uh, but then, of course, on our end of things, uh, being saved believers, we were there to share the gospel with them. And uh, it was a really great time. We really enjoyed uh, the food, the culture, and getting to know so many Chinese people on the trip. And I'll never forget, we were about a week into the trip, and we were at this one university. And at that point, we had already been there for a day or so. And our group of about seven to eight Americans, we were walking across the campus through this really large courtyard there that was surrounded by the majority of the school's classroom buildings. And if you could just imagine with me a huge, vast courtyard uh, there towards the center of campus and all of these classroom buildings surrounding, I mean, they were probably a good uh, seven to eight stories high each, and they're all just filled to the brim with students. Uh, and we're going through there, and all of a sudden the lunch bell rings. And as soon as that bell rang, I mean, just like clockwork, all of the students file out of their classes, they're down the stairs, they spill out into this courtyard, uh, they're in the middle, and they are all over the place. Of course, you know, they have their own things to do. Some of them are trying to get over to uh, the dining hall. They want to be first in line to get their favorite thing to eat. Some are darting back to their dorms. They want to catch a nap before their next class that afternoon. Needless to say, they're everywhere, a lot of hustle and bustle and commotion. With all that going on, you know, here's our group of seven to eight Americans trying to squeeze our way through the crowd. And it didn't take us very long walking through there to realize, you know, we're a bit out of place. Um, we start looking around, and it seems like people are talking about us. They're taking notice of us. They're, they're pausing. They're, they're kind of looking at us with a, with a puzzled look in their eye, and they're trying to place us. And next thing you know, they're all talking, and we're not really sure what they were saying, but it was something, you know, to the effect of, Why, you and they're just going on, and we don't know what they're saying. We're trying to figure it out. 
and we're we're a bit shocked and and just trying to figure out why we would be the center of such commotion. Well, you know, it turns out a little bit later on in our trip, maybe a few days later, we learned that we were at the time in a part of China that wasn't what you would call a tourist spot. Not a lot of uh, foreign visitors would frequent this part of the country. And so the majority of the students there, other than, you know, maybe television, had never seen Americans before. And so you can just kind of imagine uh, it was almost kind of like a celebrity status thing and also, you know, of course, curiosity and, and what have you. And they are just trying to figure us out. And, and we didn't know what they were saying. Are they going to call the police, have us arrested? I mean, hey, maybe they figured out that we're here preaching Jesus. We weren't sure. And we're just trying to make heads and tails of everything going on. And with all that commotion kind of boiling up there in the courtyard, Way across the way was this young man, you know, I'm sure he saw us, um, I'm sure he heard what was being said about us, and turned around, spotted us, and uh, we found out uh, very soon that he spoke English, and I'm sure he wanted to come over and practice speaking his English with us. He starts cutting through the crowd and heading our way, and he's waving us down, trying to get our attention, and he introduces himself to us, and we introduce ourselves to him, and you know, we weren't but just a few seconds into our conversation when, uh, you know, my buddy Daniel, one of the Americans there in our group, wanted to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with this young man. And for me, I mean, that seems like a, a pretty natural thing to do. Um, my friend Daniel started the conversation with a very easy question. The question was this, what do you know about Jesus? What do you know about Jesus? Now, for those of you out there listening today, you know, I don't know uh, what you think about that personally. I mean, I, I find that to be a pretty straightforward, easy question, kind of, you know, throwing them a softball there, just wanting to know what he might think about Jesus Christ. But that young man's response to Daniel is something that I will never forget. He looked at Daniel and with a puzzled look in his eye, said, what is Jesus? What is Jesus? And I froze. Now, you know, here I am, Austin Till. I was born and raised in Alabama, the Deep South, and, and growing up, you know, everyone around me at least said that they were a Christian, most of them had been to church before. Uh, you know, I had never met someone who didn't know something about Jesus before. And yet, here I am. I'm in China. I'm on the other side of the world from everything that I knew growing up. And looking me square in the eyes as a young man who, at the name of Jesus, didn't know enough about him to know that he is a who and not a what. And that absolutely shook me. I remember thinking, you know, how can this be? How can it be that here we are a couple thousand years after the Lord Jesus Christ has clearly told us, go ye therefore and teach all nations, that we, the people of God, have had so much time to work on this, and yet there is at least this one spot of earth here where there would be someone who 
would know so little about Jesus as to not even know that the term Jesus is a name. And that shook me. I remember just gawking and wondering how this could be possible. And at the same time, the Holy Spirit just brought back Scripture after Scripture into my mind. I remember thinking, well, Jesus is the name that is above every name. He has the name that is highly exalted. Uh, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I remember that uh, thinking, you know, there is salvation in none else, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Jesus himself said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And yet, here I am in China meeting a young man who knows absolutely nothing about him. And the Spirit of God used that and used those scriptures in my heart. And it was just a matter of days before I realized the Lord was calling me to be a missionary to China. And you know, the way things ended up that day, uh, we were talking with him. Daniel was sharing the gospel with him. Uh, the rest of us were kind of chiming in there. And Daniel probably got a minute or two into things, but we noticed pretty quickly that he was very uneasy about us being there. Um, kind of getting a bit fidgety. Now, keep in mind, we're in the middle of this courtyard. There's about seven or eight of us. All around us are all of these students, and they've all stopped to gawk at us, and now they're trying to figure out what we're saying to him. And he started to realize that he was the center of attention, and he didn't like that a whole lot. You know, everyone's trying to figure out, you know, what he would be saying to us. And uh, the next thing we know, he's saying, I, I, I'm going to go get something to eat. And he just kind of cut through the crowd and went. Uh, we didn't get any contact information from him or anything like that. Uh, and I say all that to say, I'd like for you to stop and think with me, those of you uh, listening in today. Um, here we have a, a college student in China. I don't know exactly how old he is, but let's just say he's, what, maybe 20 years old. Friends, can you imagine being 20 years old before ever hearing the name of your Creator? Stop and think about that. 20 years old and never knowing a thing about Jesus. And yet, unfortunately, in China, that is a very commonplace thing. I could tell you, uh, after having lived in China for a few years, I could tell you story after story of meeting people who, whether in the English language, like in the case of this young man, or even in the Chinese language, looking at me funny and saying, now hold on, who are you talking about? What is this gospel that you're talking about? I've never heard anything like this before. Who is this Jesus? What is Jesus? And it's more commonplace than, than maybe we would dare to imagine, and yet it's the truth. There are so many Chinese who know next to nothing of Jesus and would know very little, if any, of the gospel. And yet Jesus' command still stands, does, he, does it not? Preach the gospel to every creature. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. We've had a couple thousand years to work on this. And yet in China, in the 21st century, there are people who don't know him. Friends, Jesus is worthy, is he not? If you're listening to this podcast today, I mean, would you, would you not agree that just by merit of the fact that you're listening that you are probably saved? 
And if you, if you haven't trusted Christ today, friend, I'd urge you, be born again. Trust in Jesus. Be saved. But I would imagine that if you're listening, you are saved. And there are people in China who need a gospel witness. There are those in China today who know next to nothing of Christ because they simply haven't heard. The Bible is so clear. How shall they hear without a preacher? Brother, you're out there listening to this podcast, and I'd imagine that you know, you're listening in. You yourself are probably a saved, born-again believer. You have probably had access to the gospel from a very young age. Brother, what is it that keeps you from going to China as a missionary? What is it that would prevent you from surrendering your life to make Jesus famous in China? Why not aim your life at preaching the gospel in China? You know, Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, or in English, go and preach the gospel to every creature. In Chinese, there's a phrase there, Jesus has commanded us to preach the gospel. is Chinese for preach the gospel. Brother, Will you aim your life at going to China to Tron Fuing? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes our first ever episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where we will explore a story from the life and ministry of past missionary to China, Hudson Taylor. In next week's story, we'll learn about one of his converts named Mr. Ni nee, and the very surprising question that Mr. Ni nee asked him shortly after getting saved. You will not want to miss that story. It's uh, one of my favorites about Hudson Taylor. Uh, once again, remember to pray for Anhui province this week. Anhui is home to around, uh, I believe it's 60 million people, and there is a desperate need for more people to go there to Tronfuin or preach the gospel to them. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, 再见!